Blog Talk Radio. life's problems that may break or tear hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prade. I'm so glad you're able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can catch us on Facebook Live on my page, Brother Prater. Or you can also catch us on the website, www.blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can catch us on the chat room, which is available right about now. You can ask your questions, send your prayer requests. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers, Tabernacle Church, while senior pastor, Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, feel free to come worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 
7516. Once again, I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. Although this is the time of joy and celebration for some folks, but there are others who are hurting and just want to be left alone. The holiday season is a very depressing time for those who are grieving over the loss of loved one. In spite of what it feels like, in spite of what it seems, God promised to give us the strength to make it through. So on today's show, we will talk about grief during the holiday season, offer words of encouragement or comfort to help us during this season. We're going to talk about that and much more in the episode called Exchange and Presence without your loved one's presence. Exchanging presence without your loved one's present. In other words, we're going to talk about dealing with grief during the holidays. <clears throat> and for those that those that don't know, this year is um the first year that this holiday season, um, we're celebrating, my family is celebrating this holiday season without my sister. <clears throat> and this is, uh, has, has been a very uh, strange, just, and I'm going to tell you, one of the things I always tell people, uh, yes, I'm a minister and everything, but one of the things I believe in, and that's being real and transparent and that's one of the things that God wants us to do. God wants us to be real. God wants us to be transparent. God wants us to be able to uh, not only cast our cares, our burdens upon him, but he wants us to acknowledge where we are. He wants us to acknowledge how we feel. He wants us to acknowledge our pain, our hurt, our grief. And so I'm going to share with you all even some personal things uh, on how I feel, but knowing in the process of all of that, knowing that God is here not just to help me, but to help you. In other words, to help us. So the same God that always tell people, you know, he's there to help you. He's there to encourage you. The same God I'm talking to others about, I'm knowing that he's also the one that's going to help me. But also on the same token, on the flip side, the same God that I tell people about that's going to help me is the same one I tell that's going to help him. So God is going to be there. God is there to help each and every one of us during this holiday season. 
So one of the things I want to tell people, one of the things I want to tell people that what we have to look at, we can never choose our family. No one has the ability to choose their family, their biological family. You can't determine whose father or whose mother you're going to come from. So you can't choose your family. You can't choose your uh, biological family. You can choose your friends, but you can't choose your biological family. And so in the midst of us not choosing our biological family, in the midst of who we have as our family or as our family members, we realize that there's a purpose. And I know sometimes we may not, in our mindset, we may feel like we don't have the best family, but some way and somehow, if we really trust God and not allow any conflict or any um any type of differences to make us become someone that God does not want us to be. There's a purpose and a plan. So in other words, we don't choose our biological family. We don't choose even our spiritual family. But there's another family that we talk about. We don't choose our our sorry like disconnection we don't choose our biological family we don't choose our spiritual family but also we don't choose this third type of family and this family is the family of grievers when you have lost someone that's near and dear to you you become included in the family of grievers. And that's a family that you don't choose, you don't sign up for. It chooses you. It drafts you. Many people have lost loved ones, especially, especially this year. This year it seemed like, People been losing loved ones that you know, like every day, at least every week. There's someone that you're hearing about that you know that has lost a loved one. And I found out the other day, I found out, might have been yesterday, the day for yesterday, I'm in Dallas, Texas. And I found out that we have had 200 murders in Dallas. And this year is not over with yet. That is so mind-boggling. And that just for murder, that just crime-related. What about those that have lost loved ones through natural causes, through accidents? Many people have lost loved ones through this year, and especially when it comes down to the holiday seasons, it's one thing to lose a loved one. And especially when it's recent. But now you have gone through the programs, 
the eulogy, the the services. Now, the difficult part is getting adjusted to the routine of not having your loved ones present or your love your loved one out of eye or over the phone. Or in my sister and I case, not only we used to talk over the phone, but we used to text message, we used to inbox, we used to Facebook. There were so many ways of communication, and we utilized each and every aspect. <laughs> and so now, that routine, when you get ready to celebrate, when you think about that person, you pick up the phone and you realize, oh, good grief, I can't call. I can't reach out because that person is no longer with us. And so now, when the holidays, the holidays are here. We're in the holiday season. Between Thanksgiving, Christmas, and even New Year's, that's when many people get depressed. Matter of fact, I remember a couple of years ago, first off, my first year, this was in 94, during the Christmas season. That's when they say that many people get depressed. They uh, contemplate suicide, or sometimes they would try to act it out. And I never forget this one kid end up trying to commit suicide. He ended up getting, of course, this is the jail, so you don't have access to a lot of things. But he got some water, some of the magic shade, the cream. He got some of that water, some bleach, some somebody's high blood pressure pills and some other stuff. He made a little concoction and drunk it. This was a kid. When I say kid, he was he hasn't been over 18 because it was in a adult area. And I'm saying to myself, man, you're going to kill yourself. But that's what he wanted to do. Now, he was unsuccessful in committing suicide, and he ended up. We took him to the nurse, and after he got, you know, after the nurse saw him and took him to the hospital, when he came back, we had to put him on suicide watch. Even the times of being incarcerated, you know, like I said, you know, away from family, holiday season, people get depressed. So now looking at the absence of your loved one, what do you do? You know, How do you go on, especially when you were so used to coming together as a family during the holiday season? And this is me. Uh, it's five of us. It was four boys and one girl, and my sister was right below me almost a year under me. And so whenever we would get together, all of us would get together, what I would do, I was always the one that would, when it was time for us to take a picture, I would always be the one to get her. You know, I felt like it was my responsibility. And, of course, vice versa. She felt like it was her responsibility to give me. She always made sure to include me and always made sure to include her. And so now this is the year that 
the person that I would often look for is no longer with us. Matter of fact, um, like I said, just the routine. You know, what do we do? What do we do? And many times the devil will try to even make you feel guilty when the holiday season is coming in, or and matter of fact, it's here. The holiday season comes, and you want to celebrate. You want to be happy. And you find yourself at some points happy, uh, joyous. People having a party, and you are invited to a Christmas party. And the devil will try to make you feel guilty of even being happy during the holiday season. Now, this is not just something that I've heard about from other people, which they've they've said that. But for me to be able to even experience it myself, when the devil tries to make you feel guilty of, well, you know, you don't need to be having fun. Like I said, the devil going to talk to you. We have to remember this. The devil going to talk to you. His assignment is to get right here into our head, into our minds. But when he comes, the first thing we don't need to do is entertain what he says. We already know who's speaking. So when you're aware of who's speaking, you automatically disconnect that conversation. Don't listen to it. Don't entertain it. Don't even reason with it. Because we already know if the devil kill, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And a lot of times we just think that's a physical, but that's also mental, emotionally, but ultimately spiritually. The devil wants us to stay depressed. And I will say this, grief, part of the grief stage is hurt, denial, um, even depression. And well, we have to realize that depression is what? People just think, oh, man, you're going to hell for being depressed. That means you're not trusting God. No, no. Listen, depression or depressed means a pressing upon your spirit. That's all it means. A pressing upon your spirit. Think about this. First of all, we are spirit beings. We're spirit beings first. And we are a natural being. We are the only creatures that God created that live in two different worlds at the same time. Like I said, there's a natural world and then there's a physical world. Excuse me, a natural world and then there's a spiritual world. So with the spiritual world, we have to look at us spirit beings and the devil will try to press upon or make us feel heavy. Have you ever been to the point where you know you haven't eaten anything, but you feel a heaviness. You feel a weight. That's a pressing upon your spirit. God made us to be free. God made us to feel uh, uh, joy, uh, feel happy, but uh, ultimately joy. But the devil going to try to make us feel depressed and for us to be aware. We got to be aware of our feelings. We have to be able to acknowledge how we feel is first of all is nothing wrong with you admitting that you're not feeling yourself there are days that you just don't feel like being bothered because you have had something so drastic to happen and also get this this is not just for people who are grieving 
just this year. There are many people that have lost loved one, like I said, lost loved one this year. But there are many people who are still grieving that matter of fact I saw someone was grieving, um they have lost a loved one five years ago and they're still hurt. And to be honest with you, there is no time limit on grief. What we have to do, we have to acknowledge, you know what? Go at your own pace. Make sure that you're making some forward motion. Just not allowing ourselves to stay stuck or stand still. Because ultimately, we have to learn to adjust. And you think about it. Like uh, like I said about my sister, we've been together for 45 years. 45 years. She came home. Well, actually, she was born three days before my birthday. My first birthday. She was born three days before my first birthday. And she came home on my birthday, my first birthday. In other words, when I turned one, she was right there. So since the age of one on up to this year, she was in my life. So you think about it. We were working together for 45 years. And then now, do you actually think that if we've been together 45 years, do you think that we're going to just, I'm just going to be able to just get over it overnight? No. Think about it. There are people that's been married 40, 50, 60 years, and then one loved one goes. Do you actually think because they've been together for that long, oh, that person, it's easy for them to get over because that person is older. No, you got to understand, when you do something, they always say if you do something one time, it's a habit. Excuse me, it's a mistake. But if you do something twice or more, it's a habit. And people have had the habit of having that person in their life or becoming dependent upon that person in their life. So when it comes down to grief, we have to understand that person played an important role in that person's life. I want to say this because this is something that God really hit me with earlier this week, and it, it blew my mind. You think about your job. A lot of times we are hired for one position. We're hired for a position on that job. But when you get hired on, excuse me, for that title. You get hired for one title, one position. But as you begin to work, even though you have that one title, but you begin to start filling in many positions. So you think about it. You might have had one title, but you wear many hats. You might have had one title, but you're filling in the gaps, filling in the voice of going in and implementing your skills, your wisdom when it's needed and where it's needed. In other words, you are oftentimes the go-to person. So you up here juggling different jobs, different positions, even though you were hired for one title. When you think about it, that's the same way that sometimes our loved ones are in our lives and to us. Get this. Like I said, I had a sister. But even though the title was my sister, 
she felt the position of more than just a sister. She was a friend, a confidant, a partner in crime. And so I want to bring it to realization, even pertaining to you and your life. You may have lost a grandmother, but that grandmother was a mother. That grandmother was a homegirl. That grandmother was a teacher to you. You might have lost a grandfather, but that grandfather was that step-up father in your life. That grandfather was that role model in your life, was that friend that would talk to you, that listening ear, also the one that prayed for you, the one that gave you wise counsel. Like I said, we have to look at the person that may have left our lives. There were more to us, more than the, what the title represented. So what we have to do is for us to be able to just Thank God. First of all, let's thank God for that person being in our life. Like I said, this is not just for those who have recently lost a loved one, but also if you've lost someone throughout the years of you being born, throughout your life, and you may feel a little stuck, you may feel like, you know what, have I actually gotten over that loss? It doesn't matter how recent or how far along it was when it came down to you losing that loved one. Pain is pain. And so what we want to do, we want to talk about some things that will be helpful during this holiday season. The first thing we have to do, we got to understand that grief is a part of healing. We cannot omit or overlook grief. And it doesn't mean that you are not trusting God. It doesn't mean that you lack in faith in God. It has nothing to do with that. Grief is actually, actually, grief is healthy. Grief is something that we have to go through. And get this, even with grief, the Bible tells us, it's okay to grieve. Listen, grief is the beginning healing process. But a lot of times, well, what happened, so many people, they try to override, well, you know, uh, you know, I'm supposed to be stronger than, than, uh, than that. I can't shed a tear. Listen, it's okay for you to shed a tear, and it doesn't matter what title or position. I don't care you the bishop, the apostle, or whatever. It's okay to not only shed a tear, but also it's okay to admit that you are hurt, that you that you you miss that person. We have to acknowledge where we are at, and so it's okay to admit. That it hurts. Many people, they avoid, they try to sleep their way through the holidays, and that's not going to help. We have to face it. But realize we're not facing it alone. So what we have to realize, we have to realize, even with the grief, listen, excuse me, time does not heal your wounds. But it's what I, what we do in that time that helps 
with the grieving process. And like I said, grief is the healing process. It's the beginning stage for us to be able to get the help that we need as we start this new journey. Now, the time does not heal the pain with the loss. But like I said, it's what we do with that time that will help with the loss. Grief is a process by which you heal. Experiencing the pain rather than the uh, trying to avoid it, the the constant thing of trying to avoid or trying to escape, trying to deny, that is actually going to make us worse. So we have to be able to go through it. We can't escape it. We can't avoid it. We have to face it. We have to face it. It can actually help us feel better. And also in the long run, realizing it's healthy for us. So many people have allowed themselves to crash, to burn out, to even take themselves to an early grave because they're not allowing themselves to get it out. We have to get it out. But also, while we may be tempted to pretend that the holidays don't exist or we become numb to the pain, sometimes people may try to use alcohol, may try to use drugs, may try to use pain pills, sleeping pills to avoid this period. It's not going to help because as soon as we wake up with that headache, as soon as we wake up, Sooner we get over that hangover, we still got to go through, I still have to face the absence of our loved one. And also, I remember, I remember this. This is a lifelong journey. This is something that we have to deal with the rest of our life. Because think about it. Our loved one, we have to learn to adjust our life because the absence of our loved one. So this is a lifelong journey that, like I said, God promised to help us with. So drugs, alcohol is not going to solve anything. You can even say it's a temporary fix, but you think about it. It's not a temporary fix. It's just numbing until you get over that hangover. You get over the, the pills wearing off. It's not going to help. We have to allow ourselves to experience the grief of the loss of our loved one. But also, we have to set healthy boundaries. See, you certainly don't have to force yourself to face every holiday, uh, every holiday event or celebration, some tradition you don't have to do. You don't have to make yourself available or accessible to everything because especially if you are trying to get used to it, it can actually be overwhelming. Or sometimes some people will even use the going out of the events or whatever to avoid dealing with it themselves, avoid dealing with the grief. But also you don't have to shut yourself off from the world. The key thing for us to do is, like I said, to be aware. And you know what? 
examine yourself. How do you feel? Do you want to go out? Hey, go out. You might get invited invited to 10. Hey, go to two or three. Look, go to that first one. And I'll, you know, to each his own. Some people, they would rather go with someone and allow that person to kind of just be their codependent. That's fine and dandy. On the other hand, there are some people, they'll just take it upon themselves and go and don't even know anybody. And like I said, if you're that type of person, then great. First, understand who you are and how you are, and then deal with it accordingly. That will be very, very, very good. As long as you're able to be comfortable with yourself and do it in a healthy, do things that are healthy. So like I said, set boundaries. And along with you setting boundaries, the other thing is focus on what you can control. See, there are a lot of things that you can't control about the holidays. You may be able to be, or you may be subject to uh, going to the store and they play Christmas music. You know, if you're in that store, they start playing Christmas music. It's not like you can actually tell the manager, "Hey, cut that music off." No, even if you leave that store, you may go to another store. They may play some holiday music. So a lot of times we can't avoid that, especially when we look around us. It's so commercialized now. Everywhere you look, they're putting up Christmas stuff, or even you go into neighborhoods, they got the Christmas lights up. So that's not something that you can avoid. So what we can do, even though you can't avoid it, what you do, hey, in case you want to, Decorate your home, that's fine and dandy. If you don't feel like it, that's fine and dandy. It's all about hey, what you want to do. Be comfortable with it and don't allow anybody to force you into doing something that you feel like you're not ready for, especially when it's beginning stages or at the early stages, excuse me, the early stages. So think about what you can do to lessen the heartache when you can. It's okay to limit your decorations or your shopping for presents. Even if, let's just say, if you don't want to go out, what if you do it online? See, healthy ways. You're still shopping, and you may not want to go out. You may do it online. Hey, you're doing something constructive. That's great. And that's more than what some people would do. So pat yourself on the back, doing it online. Um, Like I said, just examine a personal inventory thing for you to take inventory of yourself and then go at your own pace. Also, plan ahead. Uh, Oftentimes, the anticipation over how hard something is going to be will even make matters worse than the actual event. So many people, they might have been thinking about and getting to a panic attack, thinking about, oh, Christmas uh, I don't, Christmas dinner, uh, I don't want to go over there. And they're anticipating the worst. You know, they're playing ahead, well, you know, I don't want to be around anybody. You know, or what if, it's almost like the expectations. What happened if, what happened is, you know, and we can overthink these things. The only way you can be able to know what may happen or what may not happen, if you go in the 10, you know, so 
Don't overanalyze things. You know, like I said, this might be your first outing since the loss of your loved one. You know, so a lot of times the devil may even try to make us think, or not even the devil. Sometimes it's our own mindset to make us think, well, well, you know, what if they ask me all these questions or, you know, uh, what if they're looking at me? Are they looking at me with pity? Are they looking at me because they want to ask me about their loved one? Listen, you're overthinking it. Give your mind a break. Who knows? They might be staring at you because they might be saying, wow, that person looks great. So don't anticipate what somebody may be thinking. Don't try to overanalyze somebody's thought process. That's too much work. Just enjoy. And also, if somebody talks to you about something you don't want to talk about, it's okay to say, I'm not ready to talk about that. It's okay. Give yourself permission to tell people no. So, I want you to think about that. Also, Allow yourself to feel the range of emotions. The holidays can bring about a wide range of emotions. You might feel joy. You might feel guilt. You might feel sadness all within a few minutes. Allow yourself to feel those emotions without judging yourself, without feeling guilty or thinking you should be happy or you shouldn't be laughing. Listen, have you feel, just go with the flow. That's it. Go with the flow. But also, along with that, a lot of times, like I mentioned earlier, so many people, they may try to feel guilty. So many people, you know, um, even, like I said, people mean well, but they end up, talking about things where it's not the appropriate time to be talking or you may not feel comfortable in talking about talk about anything. Matter of fact, there are some people because they may not be uh they may not have a fast pace like other people. Some people they may not be a very sociable or talkative person, but just your presence being there, that's good enough. So you don't feel don't feel like you are responsible to hold a conversation to each and every person. Go based upon how you feel, your personality. You know, um, those that know me, there are times I do speak. I may be in a crowd, but then there are other times I may leave the crowd and just go off to myself. You know. That's me, and that was before my sister's death. <laughs> so, you know, now it just depends upon how I feel. I may speak, I may say some things, and they say, you know, I may go off to the side, may play with the kids, or, you know, go outside, or go in my room, or go somewhere else just to hide, you know. So, with you going on how you feel, you know, what is your comfort level is what do you feel comfortable in doing and if you feel like talking talk if you feel like being around a crowd then that's fine but don't feel guilty if you just don't want to do that or if you just don't want to speak at the time so don't feel like you have to 
uh, have a conversation with everybody when everybody coming to you. No, sometimes if you want to, just listen. Or if you want to just tell a person, well, I'm, I really don't want to talk right now. And if they don't respect that, hey, walk off. But don't feel guilty. Don't feel guilty in that. The other thing we need to do is find a way to honor the memories of our loved ones. You know, create a special way of memorializing the person that we've lost. Whether you decide to light a candle every night or eat your loved one's favorite food, honoring your loved one can serve as a reminder that although your loved one is gone, that loved one never dies. That love never dies. Sorry, that love never dies. That love that you've had, you shared. You know, one thing that was always told: you never lose someone where you know where they are. They're right here in the heart. And especially, it seems like the loved ones that that hurt it, the the death that hurt it the most. It seemed like, even though we might have wanted an extra two or three minutes just to have a conversation with them for them to express for us to be able to express how we feel don't you know even though we may not get those few minutes they knew how we felt about them they knew how we felt so what we've shared with them is enough to last throughout eternity it's enough to last throughout eternity. It's enough for them and for us to know that we have exhausted every amount of love, every amount of emotion and feelings with them and towards them. And even if we did not, quote, unquote, verbalize, verbalize I love you as many times as we wanted to, but rest assured, they knew. And we should take comfort in that. Another thing we need to do, we can be able to, along with the honoring the memories, we can start a new tradition, a new tradition in their honor. Um, Don't be afraid to create new traditions this year, too. It's okay to get creative and do something a little different out of the ordinary. You can also alter old traditions and make them fit better and with a new phase in your life because this is a new journey that you're experiencing. And also, last but not least, do something kind for others. I found out in the family of grievers, like I said, regardless of how we are connected, we are connected because of the loss of someone so near and dear to us. And so just know a lot of times in what we're going through, it's actually another part of ministry that God will open up for us to be able to now help someone else that's going through the same thing. What I mean, when I lost Sheila, next thing you know, 
Next thing you know, it was so many people that ended up reaching out to me that ended up, they were just like me. They lost their sister. They lost their loved one. And so what happened, as I began to minister to them, talk to them, uh, and comfort them, those words that God was giving me to comfort them was also comforting me. See, a lot of times, even though, like I said, regardless of how we were drafted into the family, that is my brother's keeper. That is my sister's keeper when it comes down to the family of grievers. And you'd be surprised the bond that the even the new relationships that develops because of the family of grievers are now helping and ministering to one another. So now what happens is as I begin to minister or help the person that lost their loved one, I'm listening and it's like even though it's coming out of my mouth, but it's the words coming from God that's helping and soothing the both of us. So that's why it's so important for us to be able to you know, help one another. And like I said, even though you may feel alone, you may feel like nobody understands, but don't you know that there is somebody that God may be merging you with that feel exactly like you, and you may be the one to help articulate to them the verbiage of how to properly express yourself. Because to be honest with you, if a person never went through what I went through, they can't say, I know how you feel. Some of them may not even have an idea because, like I said, even though they may have lost the same type of person pertaining to a title, but that position of that closeness that you had with your sibling. They even though they may have lost the same type of title, they may not have had the same type of relationship. But I guarantee you, you keep on going forward. You keep honoring, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you from firsthand experience, you will end up encountering someone that's in the same situation. And they can identify why they can identify with who that person was to you, and you'll be able to help them to really understand that wow, there's somebody that felt just like me. There's someone that had the same love for that sister or that brother or that uncle, that grandmother, that grandfather. The same type of love that I had with them, that person had with their loved one. And wow, that's that's what that's what ministry is about. Like I said, we heard we heard in Genesis, "Am I my brother's keeper?" Well, yes, you are. But not only you being your brother's keeper, but you yourself are somebody's keeper too. So. You might be the one to help someone in their darkest hour to help them and God to 
help both of y'all to merge out of the herd of grief, especially during the holidays. But also, on the same token, you might be the one that God allows someone to come in to help get you out of that funk, out of that despair, out of that hurt, out of that dark hole. So we have to understand in the midst of everything during this holiday season, it's very important for us to be able to acknowledge how we feel and what's going on. We have to really be real and transparent. And like I said, especially as believers, especially as Christians, doesn't mean that I always say it all the time. Does it mean that you ain't saved because you feel depressed? Because you feel like, oh, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. Listen, until a person has dealt with a loss of a loved one or grief, nobody can tell you. Listen, like I said, they may have an idea, but until you have gone through Don't feel guilty by what you say or by how you feel. Do not feel guilty. I'm going to say it like this. God understands. The main thing is God understands, but also God understands so much that he want to help you. Allowing God to help us through this new journey that we're experiencing in our life. And like I said, you may have been on this path for a number of years, but this might be some new information that will help you to pick up the rest of the pieces of your life. And a lot of times, I'm going to say this because I'm I'm, I'm feeling the need to say this. A lot of times, people just think uh, the loved one that you have lost, that might have been an adult or whatever, but there are some that are dealing with right now. There's someone that's watching this video that's going through a depression or a hurt or a grief because they have lost an unborn child. They have lost they have lost someone. They have buried someone before life actually started. You know, there are so many mothers that are hurt. Not just because they lost a child or or stillborn, but also even through abortion. Listen, even through abortion, God wants you to forgive yourself. Listen, God wants you to go to him and talk to him. You don't have to feel, you don't have to feel, oh, afraid that, you know, I'm scared to go to God because he's going to punish me. Listen, God already knows. But for you to go to God is for your benefit, to help you, for you to be able to forgive yourself. No more ask God to forgive you and for you to be forgiven and also for you to forgive yourself. You know, like I said, the holiday season, um, you know, during the period, it's certain months. Not just pertaining to because of it being a holiday season, but also what about the loved one birthday is close to the holiday season? They may have been gone years ago, but their birthday is during the holiday season. 
and you think about them, you're loving on them. We have to start giving everything to God. And like I said, even admitting that this hurts. You know, my heart goes out for those who are in the family of grievers who may not feel like they have anybody to talk to. They may feel like, well, nobody understands. And like I said, so many people, they hide under the umbrella of being a Christian or being a minister of some sort. And they're suffering in silence. They're allowing themselves to go into a deep depression, even contemplating suicide, being real with you, even contemplating suicide. They feel like they have to keep everything within because they have to keep this image. They have to keep this image of, well, I don't want anybody to know that I'm going through. Listen, as long as you allowing yourself to be shut off, to uh, if you, as long as you allow yourself to keep all that stuff in, I'm telling you, it not only is unhealthy, but you thinking nobody knows and people are knowing that there's something wrong. They may not be able to point their finger on it exactly, but they know that you really have to get some help. And can I say this? It's okay for believers. It's okay for, for, for believers to seek professional help. I'm going to say it with a close camera. Okay, it's okay for believers to get professional help. We have to stop feeling bad because we're getting professional help. God has professional ministers, Christian ministers that are in the medicine field as well. Psychiatry, Christian psychologists, all these things. God has these people for us. I'm going to tell you this. Some people feel feel that um, they can't go to a doctor because they're, they're supposed to be trusting God. But guess what? In the Bible, have you ever heard of a book called Luke? Have you heard of a book called Acts? Those two books were written by doctors. Luke. Luke was a physician. And it was him that also, get this, he also acknowledged being a virgin. A virgin Mary giving birth. So you think about it. A doctor saying regardless of the uh, the chemistry, or regardless of the psychology of uh, um, um, what you call it, uh, con- conception, conception of a child, this young girl, Mary, conceived the child without being touched by a man. And like I said, that wasn't just a person; that was a physician, Luke, that said that. So I said all that to say this. 
for us to be able to get the help that we need, it's okay to speak to Christian counselors, psychologists. It's okay. You have to be able to get the help that is needed that's provided. Do not do not put it off any longer. We all need help at some point in our lives. But the main thing is for you to acknowledge it. Don't be in denial. Get the help that is provided for you. God has so much accessible for us to get the help that is needed. And we have to get the help that is needed for us to be able to function, for us to be able to get what we need, for us to be able to live the rest of this life. I'm going to say this. When I had, um, like I said, when I lost Sheila, there was a song that came to my head. It was by Prince. And the song is, uh, it was called The Most Beautiful Girl in the World. But the reason why they came to my head, because there's a lyric in that song that says, how can I get through days when I can't get through hours? And so I asked God, how in the world can I go the rest of my life when I can't even stop thinking about her every second? when I'm missing her every second, when I'm feeling lost and alone. And God said, I will be with you. And so I'm going to tell you some of the things for us to remember. God promised us he would never leave nor forsake us. And a lot of time we say it, a lot of time we have told other people, but a lot of time we have not allowed it to register into our spirit. Not only I will never leave nor forsake you, no matter, and, and also you think about it, if God is married to the backslider, get this, if God is married to the backslider, what about his child that is hurting? <laughs> think about that. What about God's child that's hurt, that's going through, that feel alone, that feel abandoned, that feel like, wow, what am I going to do? God promised us. He promised us. Not only he would never leave nor forsake us, that means he would never abandon us. But also, some way, somehow, in the midst of everything that we're going through, is broadening our audience for ministering. It's helping us to be able to relate to someone, like I mentioned earlier, for us to relate to someone that's going through or that's going through what we've gone through. You'd be surprised. A lot of times people are saying, well, wow, this person was like a an angel on earth. Well, you'd be surprised. God may be helping you to become somebody's angel here on earth to help them. And remember this. Remember as you help others, God is helping you. As you help others, God is helping us to be able to make it another day. We have to remember, we have to take it one day at a time. One of the things I always say, how does an ant eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And so a lot of things that I'm sharing with y'all is not just something I read about no. This is something that God is helping me to do and deal with also, because 
I don't know how long you've been in the uh, uh, grief of fa- in the family grief um, in the uh, grievers in the family grievers. I don't know how long you've been in this family, but my thing I see, I see, I still see myself as a new member. I'm still, this is uh, the nine months, nine, almost ten months. Um, I've been a member of the family of grievers for ten months. There are someone right now that they may have been in the family for many years. There are some that are new or even newer than myself. There are some that's been in there for a few weeks. But what we have to remember, this is time for us to band together and for us to know in spite of how long or how short we've been in the family, we're going to remember God going to help us through this. God going to help us through that. And also, I'm going to say it like this also. We're going to help each other through this process. We're going to help each other through this process. And for us to realize, listen here, you need me. You need me. But also, remember this. I need you. I need you. I need you. You need me. And God is going to help us. God is going to help us through this process. So I want to encourage each and every one. You may not feel like you're doing anything right now. But one day, one day soon, one day soon, is remember that it won't be like this always. One day soon, there will be change. Allow yourself to shed a tear. Allow yourself to celebrate. Allow yourself to honor that loved one. Allow yourself to be able to really, really, really be real and be transparent with yourself. Quit faking the funk. <laughs> like I said, quit making other people think that you're stronger than you are. There are some people that are putting on a facade. They're in denial. Or, excuse me, I'm not going to say in denial. There are some people that are trying to put on a mask and not realizing that everybody is seeing behind the mask. The only person that you're fooling is yourself. If you hurt, say you hurt. It's healthy. Confession is good for the soul. And not just confession pertaining to salvation, but confession pertaining to where you're at in your life. Admit you hurt. Admit you need help. And guess what? If it makes you feel any better, I need help too. And if you be real, you talk to your pastor. And if he's a real transparent man of God or a lady of God, they'll tell you, you know what? I need help too. (laughs) We all need help. And get this, in this walk in life, we're going to need to get some help. But there is a person, like I said, the healer, Jesus Christ, that we can all go to. And he can answer each and every one of our call, every one of our cries, all at the same time. So I want to encourage you 
for those who may feel like I don't want to deal with the holidays, remember this, you're not dealing with it alone. Not only God is here to help you during this holiday season, but also I am too. Also, I got some brothers and sisters that's on this page that's in the family of grievers that's helping out, that's extending their arms to help you, even in the midst of their hurt, even in the midst of our own hurt, even in the midst of my own hurt, I'm willing to help you. But also, I realize even in the midst of my own hurt, I thank you for offering your hand of help, too. And knowing that God is going to help us as a family, as a unit, to get through this season. And not to look at it as a uh, uh, some type of duty or some type of chore, but this is a labor of love. And for us to be able to smile and honor our loved one during this holiday season. So I want to encourage each and every one, even though... We may be having a family union, a family reunion, a family gathering, a friends, a family. It's okay to go. It's okay and not feel guilty. Because you think about it, that loved one, let's make it personal. That sister, that uncle, that aunt, that grandmama, that grandfather, whatever their name is, what would they want you to do? I'm saying this, my sister, what would she want me to do? She would want me to allow God to pick up the broken pieces of my life and enjoy this day. Enjoy it and don't feel guilty. Enjoy and celebrate. Celebrate. Celebrate another day that God has allowed us to be here on earth. And we always say this old saying, Jesus is the reason for the season. We got to remember Jesus is the reason for every season. We mentioned that in Sunday school. Jesus is the reason for every day, every day waking up, another chance to wake up and experience another day to fulfill the purpose and plan that God has for us. And so for this holiday season, let's get out of the uh, commercialization and let's get back into why we're celebrating this holiday season because we're celebrating during this period of the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's the focus. It's not about the gifts. It's about the gift. And also, even with that, we're celebrating the one that's helping us during this process. We're celebrating the one that's helping us and that promised to help us for the rest of our life. So I want to encourage each and every one who may feel like, you know, why did I end up watching this video? God wanted you to watch it for a reason. And for you to be able to begin your healing process, 
by acknowledging where you're at right now. And we're not just talking about in, where you're at in the pardons of your sin. No, no. Okay, that's fine and dandy. Talk about where you are in, in, in your sins. Okay. But what about if you've already accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and you feel weak, you feel alone, you feel you don't know what you're going to do. This is time for each and every one of us as believers, not just a family of grievers, but as a family of Christ. We need to check on our brothers and sisters, those that we know they have lost loved ones. And we're not just talking about those that lost loved ones this year. But like I said, you never know what a person may be dealing with, may be going through. And a lot of times we assume because that person lost her husband two or three years ago, well, she'll be okay. She should be okay. You never know. But it's good to revisit those that we know they have lost loved ones. Give them a call. Just listen to them. See where they're at. And a lot of times, like I said, because we thought that it happened years ago, but if if a person have not dealt with that grief, they may be stuck. One of the things I said, and this will pertain to my sister's death, I said, it seemed like yesteryears, but it feels like yesterday. And someone else may be in that same state. They may feel like, man, some of them, they might have just been sleeping their time away because they want to avoid dealing with that absence, the grief. They're tired of crying. They don't know what else to do. Like I said, some, they feel like giving up on life, giving up on their faith. But I want you to think about it. If we turn our back from God, where will we go? Life will not end because of the absence of our loved one's presence. No. Our life still continues, but it's just another chapter. It's just the routine or this new journey. It may be uncomfortable. It may be uncomfortable as heck, but in the midst of, we're not in it alone. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and also our other family of grievers are there with us. So just in case you may be one of the ones that may not have had anyone, if you need to talk to someone, I'm going to offer, this is my personal telephone number, 214-908-3056. You never know who needs help. And we should never feel that we don't have anybody to talk to. But just in case those who may feel that, you're welcome to give me a call or a text. But most importantly, realizing that God is going to be there to help us. And we're here to help each other, but also for us to be able to pray for each other. 
we're there for each other. We're there to love each other and listen to each other. And so I want to celebrate this time for us to be able to ask God to help us and strengthen us during this season. And just case those who may be watching, in case you're not saved, Romans 10 and 9 tells us, Thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ, thou Savior, and believe in their heart, the God of raising from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I want you to know that Jesus Christ died on the cross for us, for all of our sins and all of our burdens, all of our cares. And I want you to cast all your cares, any problem, any situation you may be dealing with, we're going to give it to God and leave it right here. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. God, we come to you right now, God, to help us right now, God. We acknowledge that we need your help right now, God. We need your counsel right now, God. God, there are those who may be watching right now, God, who may be listening, God. They feel like they don't know what to do, God. They have they have grieved, they have cried, God, and they still feel alone, God. There are those, God, who who have felt like they have lost their whole life, God. They have fought, they lost their whole world, God. There are some that are grieving right now, God, because of the absence of their loved one. God, we're speaking, God, that you comfort them, God. Be with them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking a word, God, that you said, God, that some way, somehow, God, that everything will work out for our good, God. So, God, we're trusting, God. We're relying upon you, God, in every aspect of our life, God. And, God, we surrender every hurt. We surrender every pain. We surrender every agony right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we ask you to help us, God, to even honor our loved ones, God. Help us, God, to think about the good times, God. Think about the silly moments, God. Think about, God, the, the positive times, God. And, God, help us, God, to even be able to, God, to talk to you, God, and even ask you, God, to send people that will minister to us, God, and also, God, send us the people that we can minister to them right now, God. And God, we're speaking, God, that you help us, God, to fulfill the purpose plan that you have for us. And we bind everything the devil stands for and send it back to the pits of hell. And we thank you, Lord, for being an awesome God. Thank you, Lord, for even working everything, God, God, and allowing this to be a great testimony, God, even for us to be able to help and encourage one another. And God, we're speaking, God, for those who may have situation and problems, God. God, help us, God, to use, even use wisdom, God. Help us, God, to not be so worried about trying to be uh, 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 spending money in for gifts, and we need to think about the main gift, and that was you right now, God. And God, we thank you, Lord, for helping us to look Look beyond the commercialism, God, and look at you, God. And we bind everything the devil stands for us to the back to the pits of hell. And we thank you, Lord, for even even for helping those, God, to understand the value of their life, God. God, we're speaking, God, against every suicide spirit, every uh, every overdose spirit right now. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do, and we bind that spirit of depression right now, God. We speak, God, that you raise up the bow down here, God. Dry every tear right now, God. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and every one who are tuned in. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to cut, catch me on Facebook on Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Piers and Paul, R-A, Tears and Tom, E-R. You can catch my uh, 
daily devotions and videos. Also, you can go to my YouTube channel, or you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.org. You will, you will see my data, data devotions and upcoming events and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website. You can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God and Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men the needs and responsibility towards their family, their children, even their children's mother. Also, for women, for them to see and understand the qualities of a potential future husband and our fathers to present our future children. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in and thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you and good night.